<gasps> Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, God, for the day. It is Thursday, May 27th. So we have two more work days. And then we're going up to Pennsylvania, a different part. So, um... I guess we're still in Virginia right now. Are we in Virginia? Yeah. Life is such a blur. So, um, God, I thank you for Thursdays. I thank you for, um, I thought it was Friday. just how you meet our needs and, um, how you helped our family get work done yesterday, even though it was hard. God, we praise you for even being able to do those hard things. Thank you, Jesus, for um, being able to get started with school by 10, even if it's late. We thank you anyway. God, we thank you that um, our family is together, that we can explore your land. Thank you for the rain that you sent. Thank you for the beauty of your earth. God, we thank you for... Um, we just thank you for every member of our family, immediate and extended. We thank you, God, for keeping Stinky healthy. I can't believe how old she is. God, you have really just given her a long life, and we praise you for it, and we bless you for that. She is an old lady, and uh, she's doing really pretty well, so I thank you for that. And God, you know that... Um, Jubilee's now good with her, pretty good. Thank you that they get along. Thank you that the doggies do get along. We thank you that Stinky puts Jubilee in her place and teaches her how to be a polite puppy. God, you know their needs for their teeth. And we put the uh, wellness of their dental work into your hands. God, I... Th- I um, command Stinky's loose tooth to fall in the name of Jesus and and Jubilee's baby tooth. That last tooth, so stubborn, we command it to fall out in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, We thank you for food. We thank you for drawing us close to you. God, we, we do want to be close to you. We want to hear your voice. We want to worship you. In spirit and in truth, we want to be able to take in your word and understand what it says. So we bless our family and every listener by the anointing of your spirit um, in the name of Jesus Christ to truly understand what you um, say in your word, not just on the surface. Don't touch it, Luke, but also what? Oh... Yeah, that's garbage. Not just on the surface, but also um, the hidden meaning of your word, God. Would you reveal it to us? Would you show us the meaning of your words? Open our ears and open our eyes to what you would have us know. Um, God, we ask that you would be with Grandma. Um, 
Bill Amen. Good prayer, Luke. <laughs> Good prayer. And um, God, we ask that you would help Mosky with her day. We bless her in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. We ask that you organize the birth of this baby and who should be there and um, when the baby will be born. Um, we know that you have ordered his days too and you've already set up a birthday for him when you want to send him to this earth. And well, I guess he is there, but bless his spirit, bless his body, bless his birth, bless my body as I carry him, God, and um, protect us both, give us both full health and um, just absolute, absolute health so that um, it's just a testimony of your love, God, and that you've made the body amazing. I am amazed by it. We bless daddy and his work. Today, we bless our children and their work, our whole family's ability to concentrate. Um, we put the marriages of our families in your hands, both our marriage, but also our children's marriages. God, we ask for you to remember our friends. You know what's heavy on their hearts and what's important for them. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would bless um, our children with... No, you're going to hurt him. Are you sad? Yeah. Do you need a snuggle? It's not time yet. Maybe later. You were sad? You want to say again? <laughs> okay, here. Is it your turn? You want to say amen? <laughs> no. Okay, amen. We also ask that you bless any listener with these same blessings, God. Anybody listening to this, that um, you would just anoint their heads with oil as well. Amen. And we plead the blood of Jesus over our lives. Good. That's good. You can do that in the name of Jesus. Right? That's how you do that. That's great. I put a cross on my forehead. Good. I'm glad you did that. Okay. We're on season two. Say, Kate, say season two. Season 2. Episode 82. Episode 82. Okay, now go back to the table where you belong. Okay. Thank you. We're going to worship God with Psalms 67, Mark chapter 6, Hosea chapter 6, and Proverbs 27. No! Okay. This is for the director of music with stringed instruments. And it's a psalm and a song. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Selah. That your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. 
May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. Selah. Yeah, remember we talked about Selah, I think, yesterday? May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. Amen. God, do help us um, bless you, praise you. We ask that America would be a nation that would be glad and sing for joy before you. And that you would rule us justly and guide the nations of the earth. We ask that you would help Americans praise you, O God, and all the peoples praise you. You deserve it. God, we pray for salvation of our siblings, of my siblings and um, Ian's family. I ask that you would touch them and open them to the truth of your word. Amen. Okay, a prophet without honor. Okay, Mark 6. This is still Jesus' later ministry. Okay, so let's see. I'll tell you about... Thank you. The water's up there. I'll tell you about this city of Sephoris later. It's an archaeological site. But first I'm going to tell you about a prophet without honor, how Jesus is going to send the 12 out, John the Baptist beheaded. When Jesus feeds 5,000 people all at one time, which is amazing, and how he walks on water. I know, it's just amazing. That's right. Yeah. I'm glad they collected the food because otherwise it would have been a stinky mess. Rotting fish and rotting bread. Okay, Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, what's the Sabbath? The day of rest. It's a gift, right? It's a gift. We still have to, we still can take advantage of the Sabbath. If you're truly quiet. We learn from Jesus that the Sabbath is also a time for learning about him. Because when the Sabbath came, he, Jesus, began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Okay, give me that. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's this wisdom that has been given him, that he even does miracles isn't this a carpenter 
Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? So who are Jesus' brothers? James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon. And aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Can you believe they took offense at him? Even though they, they, they didn't like him, they were, they were like, you shouldn't know those things. They just acknowledged how wise he was, but then they were offended by him. I need somebody to give the dogs water in that green bowl, please. Thank you. Jesus said to them, only in his hometown, among his relatives, and in his house is a prophet without honor. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. Did anything break, honey? No. Okay. So Jesus sends out the 12. Cade, you're not being quiet. You're making a lot of noise. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the 12 to him. He sent them out two by two and gave them authority over evil spirits. Thank you for watering the dogs. You could not make that assumption. I just put them away. If they're dirty. This is so hard every morning. Thank you, Micah. I'm going to give you points for that. Oh, that's nice. Micah, you deserve the points even if it was messy. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's see. This is Jesus sends out the 12. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village, calling the 12 to him. He sent them out two by two and gave them authority over evil spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey. All right, Cade, you got to go back to the table and sit now. Because it's a distraction and you need to sit. I think it's under the seat. Okay. Put this on the um, counter, please. Can I just get it? Yes, I'm so aggravated. Yes. Okay. No, not by Pookie. On the counter. Thank you. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra tunic. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, shake the dust off your feet when you leave as a testimony against them. No, you can't ask questions unless it's about what I'm reading. Is it about what I'm reading? 
Well, yes or no? Kind of. If it's not fully, then you can't. Yes or no? Kind of. It's either yes or no. Um, kind of. Nope. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. Okay, John the Baptist beheaded. Uh King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying John the Baptist has been raised from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said, he's Elijah. Still, others proclaimed he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of long ago. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, the man I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. But she was not able to, because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. The king said to the girl, "'Ask me for anything you want.' And I'll give it to you. And he promised her with an oath. Whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once the girl hurried into the king with the request. I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. That's disgusting. The king was greatly distressed. Yeah, that's the angry wife. The spirit of murder, right? The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, what a wimpy guy. He couldn't stand by his own uh, convictions. The man went, beheaded John in the prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. On hearing this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. How awful and devastating to have to do that. So here's Jesus feeds the 5,000. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. 
Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, You give them something to eat. They said to him, Well, that would take eight months of a man's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down on the groups in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten was five thousand. It does not say where they got baskets from, so I cannot tell you. I can tell you this. When Jesus asks you to do something that you feel is impossible, he will provide a way. All right, Jesus walks on the water. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida, where he dismissed the crowd. I want to say one more thing about the fish and the loaves. Do you remember how Jesus left his supernatural powers behind? So what he had to do was he had to be listening to the Holy Spirit to know what to do. So at each step... He was listening to the Holy Spirit to know what to do in order to feed these people. All right, so now, let's see. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. You remember how we heard a lot about how Jesus went to a solitary place to pray? And he did this ahead of time, right? When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake. And he was alone on the land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them walking on the lake. I don't know what the fourth watch is. Some people think it's between like 3 and 4 a.m. or something. They were going to the lake that long? Yeah. Wow. How did he stay up that long? They did in shifts, right? They were on the fourth watch. He was about to pass by them, but they, when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. Do you know when Jesus is in your boat, things calm down? Did you know that? Yeah, and they were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. Oh, they didn't understand about the loaves. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. God, would you soften our hearts to the things that you're doing? As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. Did you get that? Anybody who touches Jesus is healed.
But this is so different what happened there versus what happened in Jesus' hometown. What was the big difference? That they weren't arrogant. Lack of faith, right? Okay, let me tell you about this interesting archaeological site at Sephoris. This uh, city of Sephoris is the modern area of Zipporai or Zipporah. And the city of Sephoris is mentioned in the Bible, um, is mentioned nowhere in the Bible, even though it was a town Jesus must have known well. It was just four miles northwest of Nazareth, and it had become prominent by the first century BC because in the winter of 39 or 38 BC, Herod the Great captured it and used it as a northern base. What kind of base was this? Uh, like a military base. At his death, the city rebelled, but was harshly defeated by the Roman, Roman governor Varus. Herod Antipas inherited this territory from Herod the Great and set about rebuilding the town, transforming it into the most opulent city of Galilee. There was a theater there that you could have 3,000 people sit in, and it was possibly built by Herod Antipas. There was a beautiful mosaic of a woman's face that has been unearthed there, dating in the 3rd or 4th century AD. The 1st century people that lived there appear to be pro-Roman. They liked the Romans. They refused to join the Jewish revolt of AD 70. During the second century, the city did become a center of Jewish learning. There was an elaborate rebuilding of that city carried out by Herod Antipas, and it occurred during the lifetimes of Joseph and Jesus. And since the two men, Joseph and Jesus, were craftsmen, maybe carpenters, right, according to Mark 6.3, some people think they might have even worked at the construction projects. Sephoris is the traditional birthplace of Jesus' mother, Mary. Huh. So interesting. Let's go to Hosea. Chapter 6. All right, Hosea. What are we learning in Hosea? The judgment against Israel, right? The charges against Israel. The judgment against Israel. That's nice. How Gomer had to marry a prostitute. No, the prostitute was Gomer. Yes, Hosea. Oh, I like your cake, Luke. Right, how Hosea had to marry a prostitute Gomer, and then they had children with horrible names because it was a symbol and a sign for the Israeli people. Oh, yes. So here is Israel is unrepentant. This is Hosea 6. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He's injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revive us. And on the third day, he will restore us that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge you. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like... The winter rains like the spring rains that water the earth. What can I do with you, Ephraim? What can I do with you, Judah? Your love is like the morning mist, like the earthly dew that disappears. And this is the Lord speaking back to them. Therefore, 
I cut you in pieces with my prophets. I killed you with the words of my mouth. My judgments flashed like lightning upon you, for I desire mercy, right? Not sacrifice. An acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. Like Adam, they have broken the covenant. They were unfaithful to me there. Just like Gomer, right? Gilead is a city of wicked men stained with footprints of blood. Why would they be stained with footprints of blood? Right. As marauders lie in ambush for a man, so do bands of priests. Can you believe it was the priests? They murder on the road to Shechem, committing shameful crimes. I've seen a horrible thing in the house of Israel. There, Ephraim is given to prostitution, and Israel is defiled. Also for you, Judah, a harvest is appointed whenever I would restore the fortunes of my people. Proverbs 27. I don't Jews make a connection. Some do. Some that believe in Jesus, they're called Messianic Jews? No, they, God has unlocked. Well, then we're Messianic Jews, kind of. God has unlocked the, um. No, Michael. A Jew, a Jew is a, a, an ethnic thing as well. It's not just religious. Yeah. I guess you have to She doesn't want you, when she growls, she wants you to put her down. She's saying no more. Hope you have to listen to her also. She has to. She can't tell you. Put me down. The only way she can talk is say. Rawr, 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 rawr. You have to listen to her. Do you understand? Okay. Proverbs twenty-seven. Do not boast about tomorrow, for what you do not, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. <sighs> my waffle bread sandwich. Mm, yum, 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 yum. That's delicious. Let another praise you. Let me see you. Let me see you. Look at me. Yummy. You okay? Let another praise you and not your own mouth. Someone else and not your own lips. Stone is heavy and sand a burden, but provocation by a fool is heavier than both. Anger is cruel and fury overwhelming, but who can stand before jealousy? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. What does that mean? An enemy lies and pretends they like you, but a a real friend is well... Is willing to tell you things that are hard for you to hear. He who is full loathes honey, but to the hungry, go sit at the table. Both of you are gone again. This is really very frustrating to me. Sit at the table. Hope, sit at the table. I, I would like to record how many times every morning I have to say, Sit at the table. Huh? I would like to count it. And write it down every day. How many times does mommy have to say, sit at the table? And I bet what would fix it is if you guys got a spanking every time you left the table. I don't want to have to do that. You do leave, though. And I have to argue with you, too. And it's recorded. So you could hear it. 
Thank you. Anger is cruel and fury. Okay, see, you know what happens? I have to read things twice and four times when you guys leave the table because I lose my place. So if you want this to take longer, keep leaving the table. If you want it to take shorter, stay at the table. I don't even know where he was. He is full loathes honey. But to the hungry, even what is bitter tastes sweet. Like a bird that strays from its nest is a man who strays from his home. Perfume and incense bring joy to the to the heart, and the pleasantness of one's friend springs from his earnest counsel. Do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father, and do not go to your brother's house where when disaster strikes you. Better a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. Be wise, my son, and bring joy to my heart. Then I can answer anyone who treats me with contempt. This is so different than the, like, the online versions. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. Take the garment of one who puts up security for a stranger. Hold it in pledge if he does it for a wayward woman. If a man loudly blesses his neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. A quarrelsome wife is like a constant dripping on a rainy day. Restraining her is like restraining the wind or grasping oil with the hand. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. As iron sharpens iron... Yeah, Luke. He who tends a fig tree will eat its fruit, and he who looks after his master will be honored. As water reflects a face, so a man's heart reflects the man. Death and destruction are never satisfied, and neither are the eyes of a man. The crucible for silver and the furnace for gold, but man is tested by the praise he receives. Did you get that? Yeah. You'll be tested by the praise you receive, by what you do with it, and how that changes your attitude. If you let pride creep into your heart, or if you don't. Though you grind a fool in a mortar, grinding him like grain with a pestle, you will not remove his folly from him. So if you're truly a fool, you'll remain... Foolish, you won't learn from your mistakes, but if you're a wise person, you will learn from your mistakes. You will take advice. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. For riches do not dure forever. Do not endure forever. And a crown is not secure for all generations. When the hay is removed and new growth appears and the grass from the hills is gathered in, the lambs will provide you with clothing and the goats with the price of a field. You will have plenty of goat's milk to feed you and your family and to nourish your servant girls. Okay. Okay.